0: Kingdom Perspective Broadcast The teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga We believe that this message Is going to open up the seals And cause you to have a deeper revelation Into the word of God That will make you see beyond the letters in the word Here is Dr. David Praise the Lord Can we go? Let's pray Precious Lord we thank you once again We exhort your name we do exhort you because you are faithful, and we thank you for your word, which is life and spirit. You said, "The words that I speak to you, they are life and spirit." We have come, God of glory, to receive life, and the spirit of the world to bring transformation and healing to all of our beings spirit soul, and body—in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay. The new series I want to start with us is walking in your sonship or walking in sonship whichever way you want to put it working in your sonship but that i mean you have to come to the place to realize that you are a child of god and once that comes to your mind once that is fully done on you you should be able to have that consciousness that you have a relationship with god as a child of god and there are some benefits that you are supposed to, if I accrues to you, because you are a child of God. Hallelujah. And so I want to through this series make you see how much deliverance you've received for being a child of God. And this is very important so that your mind will not continuously confuse you or believe in what some people say about what you should do or what you have not attained to because maybe in a religious mindset. Uh, As we progress I'll make you see, like I told us the other time, when you look at the book of Numbers, we're not going there, when you start looking at the book of Numbers chapter 30 you know scripture talks about when a a man takes a vow and uh, God gets to know about it and then he comes to the place and either a father or so especially if a woman takes a vow in the father's house and the father approves the vow he stays but when the husband gets married to this woman and the husband says no i don't want this vow the vile vow, all no, that tells you a big principle you know the first person that was supposed to be relating to you was supposed to be your father and if probably you have the covenant in your father's house before you got married to Jesus. And if you got married to Jesus and Jesus said, well, the covenant you had in your father's house, I'm not interested in it. That covenant is what well, is broken. And if that covenant is broken, nobody is going to tell you that what happens to you or what should have be following you in any case from your father's house is what is making you not to prosper. That is a lie. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> i'll make you see all of that from scriptures so that you understand the position that you are right now occupying before god he has called you to himself he's cleansed you up he's married you to himself as a bride and he's working on you to bring you to the full perfection of what he intends for you you are a child of god and that's what makes the difference so let's start reading from romans chapter 8 again from 15 down to 17 let me take that praise the lord for you have not received the spirit a bondage again to fear but thank you but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry what a father the spirit is a better witness with our spirit that we are what the children of god we are the children of God. And I have been trying to explain this to you. Hallelujah. And if children then. Heirs, heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him. That we may also be glorified together. Praise the living God. The spirit bear witness with our spirit. And this is very critical for you to peak. You have to have that witness within you. That you are a child of God amen you have to have that witness within your spirit that you are a child of God nobody's going to tell you that nobody's going to take that from you either you have to know it. It's, it's, it's not just a religious cliche to be born again are you born again are you born again that is not what it is it's a reality is that okay it's not just a religious thing it's a reality do you born of the spirit of god you must know that so when you walk in the heart you walk with that consciousness of the father you are born of the spirit of god i am a child of god and no man is going to take that consciousness from me no matter what you teach no matter what you believe no matter what you want to preach you can take that understanding from me i'm a child of god and what pertains to the world is not supposed to pertain to me somebody said pastor david that could be boasting i'm boasting in the lord are you sitting there with me go with me to mighty chapter 17. i would like us to read this very quickly from king james then we'll go to message translation because there's something i want to pick out mighty 17 verse 24. hallelujah and when they were come to companion did that received tribute money, came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? Hallelujah. He said yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. Now we standing, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea, and cast a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up, and when the house opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Praise the living God. And I've only said this, which I somewhat believe as well. You see, the church you pastor i'm talking to you now Is actually the primary source of your substance now get this right if peter hadn't gone to cast the net to get the fish it's like jesus and his company would be arrested so but the question is where did they get the money from he got it from his own followers from his church he didn't go out borrowing so truth is you can't allow your pastor to be a borrower from outside people that's why you must grow rich and you are going to grow rich because you are the primary source of your pastor's sustenance. primary people can minister from outside yes but you are the primary source of your personal substance jesus didn't go borrowing money from somewhere else he got it from within his house so anything we are going to do here we're going to get it from this place if god touches people to minister to us praise the living god are you see that with me now take it from the message translation there is something i want you to pick and he said When they arrived at Capernaum, the taxman came to Peter and asked, Does your teacher pay taxes? Peter said, Of course. But as soon as they were in the house, Jesus confronted him. Simon, what do you think? When a king levies taxes, who pays? His children or his subjects? Follow this. He answered, His subjects. Jesus said, Then the children get off free. Right? but so we don't upset them immediately go down i mean needlessly go down to the lake cast a hook and put in the first fish that bites up on the mouth and you find a coin take it and give it to the tax man it will be enough for both of us oh my god (laughs) it will be enough for both of us amen but this is what i want you to see the question jesus asks is the key thing when kings levy taxes who pays the taxes is it the king's children or the subject of the king? Is said the subject of the king. So the king's children are free. Are you still there with me? What is that supposed to mean to you? The only man that can put levy on you is the one you submit to. The one that has rule over your life, that is the one that can determine anything about your life, and even finances and so i'm trying to make you understand that because you are a child of god the devil have no right to put levy on your life levy of sicknesses levies of poverty are you sitting with me because you are not a subject of the devil oh come on now who pay taxes if a king have to levy taxes say the subject not the sons but we are god's children we submit to god as a matter of fact if you take time to study that you find that the people are collecting taxes they came to collect the taxes for the building of the temple and jesus was trying to say i don't even need to pay because i'm a child of god the temple belongs to my father are you getting what i'm saying here we are free because he was trying to tell them the temple itself belongs to my father So, I don't have need to pay taxes. I don't have need to pay levies. But not to offend the people, go get them some money. You see, you have to understand that Jesus understood his position as a child of God. He knew the Father belongs to him. I mean, he belongs to the Father. He knew that there is nothing man wants to do that will bring something completely different to his life. He was a child, he is a child of God. And so, no power no man no levy is supposed to come upon his life i'm trying to make you understand this friends you have to stand your ground don't let no devil put a levy on your life because you can only pay levies to whom you submit yourself unto hallelujah i'm not a subject of the devil you are not a subject of the devil so every levy that the devil wants to impose on people can't be part of your life and so i decree from this day enough of the levy you spend on medication (laughs) glory to god the devil robs you every day give you taxation and so you spend your money on medication you spend your money on this all your money is not gathering because you pay levy to somebody else. Hallelujah. That is not to walk in sonship. So you want to know your rights as a child of God. Hallelujah. He told us by his trials, we are healed. You know, we commonly quote the scripture that said, The devil came to see to kill and to destroy. Oh, come on. He can only destroy his own people. Not the children of God. Do you understand what I said? forget. See, Jesus said, If a king levy taxes, Only his children, I mean only his subject pays. His children doesn't pay. So you are not a subject of the devil. So every taxation the devil has on the world, you are not supposed to be part of it. Is it making sense to you? You need to walk in the right of your sonship. The privileges that you have as a child of God. Praise the living God. God is going to set you free. I say, God is going to set you free. God is even doing that now. So, all that you've been doing before, paying taxes to the devil, is coming to an end right now. You do business it's not succeeding you don't know how your money is going you can't explain how your money is gone all of that is coming to an end praise the living god you don't think straight because something is wrong with your mind all of that is coming to an end in the name of jesus jesus knew his right. Say, i'm not supposed to pay this tax hallelujah because the owner of the temple is my father and as a son i'm not supposed to pay it are you listening to me so when the devil begins to call with the lease of taxation you better let the devil know i'm not your subject therefore i'm not having any right to pay taxes to you in any form either by poverty either by sickness whatever form he is coming to tax you let him know you are not his subjects are you listening to me hallelujah i want you to pick that because very very for me it's very very critical you can impose fine or levy on another man's subjects taxes and levies can only be paid to the one that rules over your life when you accept to pay taxes continuously to the devil you are indirectly saying the devil is a ruler he's the one that controls you the one that rules your life but as long as we are tired child of god the devil doesn't have that right to rule over your life or rule over your finances come on are you following what i'm talking about praise the lord if we are subjects of god then we can pay taxes to god but not to the devil amen look at this Colossians chapter 1 verse number 12 one of my very popular scriptures I don't miss this passage Colossians 1:12. 12 giving thanks unto the father which has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light, who have delivered us hallelujah from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom what of his yes sir? who has delivered us so we are not subjects of the devil if anything we are subject of god we are not just subject we are children of god hallelujah are you with me who have delivered us not is going to deliver us we've been delivered we're already out of that realm We are not under the oppression. We can't be under the oppression of the devil anymore. We are out of that. Hallelujah. You see, somebody was speaking to me a few weeks ago. He asked me a question. And he said, can a Christian possess a devil? Then I said, no. A Christian can't possess a devil, but a devil can attack a Christian. Now let, let me explain this to you. Do you know it is wrong when we say I have fever? You don't have fever, fever attacks you. When you say you have fever, that means it's your possession. Do you have fever? No. So I got a child go have a devil? A devil can attack the child of God, but a child of God cannot possess the devil. It's not your own. Do you own the devil? No. Or you don't mean word possess? It's like we don't understand what it means to possess. When you possess, it means you own. Do you own the devil? No. But the devil can attack you. But when you know your right, you tell the devil his limits. And the guy was looking at me I told him, I don't believe, and I will not believe it, I don't possess a devil hallelujah the devil can attack me but i don't possess one i do not only possess god god possesses me so there is no way i'm going to share myself with two people go on you how can the devil own you at the same time is that making sense this is where we're going to all we call deliverance ministry And we say somebody possess the devil. How can a Christian possess the devil? You are a subject of God already. How can the devil come and begin to possess you? And then you say you own a devil. You don't own a devil. The devil can attack you. And so when you know you're right, you let the devil know. No, no, no. I'm a subject of another man. As we progress, I'll make you see the power of diplomacy when it comes to diplomatic status of a nation. You don't have right to go to another man's country to violate the principle of another man's country. So if you are a child of God, the devil does not have right to come and violate your rights in God's kingdom. We've been translated from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dead son. There is a movement that has taken place. Are you still following what I'm talking about? That is why scripture will say don't let your dread be your guilt. Don't let your fear be your fear. Don't let it be what may fear, should not be your fear, what they dread, should not be your dread. Hallelujah! Let me show you. You say this scripture is coming from what happened to the general of Israel. That's what Paul is trying to write about here how they were oppressed in Egypt. You know, the power of darkness oppresses his subjects. Well, let me show you an example here Exodus. Chapter 1, verse number (laughs) 8. Exodus 1, verse number 8. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt. We knew no Joseph. Hmm. So the people that actually try to oppress you are people who do not know Christ. Joseph was a type of Jesus in Egypt, saved the people, made provision for his people right there and when that particular pharaoh died another pharaoh rose up who had no clue about who joseph was but i'm even surprised how old was the guy before he became a king and how old was joseph in egypt how come so it's not as if he doesn't know him in person he did not recognize how come on are you following what i'm talking about for how long was joseph in egypt that this man who grew up and doesn't know joseph no that's not what he's saying he did not recognize joseph as a savior. You don't recognize the position of Joseph. Are uh, you see here with me? And the next thing the Bible says. And he said unto his people. Behold the people of the children of Israel. Are more and mightier than we. And so shall he be. That a church will grow and grow. And multiply on the face of the earth. The devil can't stop the growth of the church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. They were few, but they multiplied in Egypt. Scripture tells us, the more they oppress them, the more they multiply. You can't stop it, because there's a covenant in their life. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of children of Israel are more and and mightier than we. And may the devil begin to confess about that about you too. Come on, let us deal wisely with him. Lest they multiply, and it came to pass, that when... They followed out a war in the world they join us also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get up out of the land therefore they dealt with this said over them what tax masters to afflict them with their burdens tax masters to afflict them with their burden. and i'm saying every tax master over your life has come to an end their activities have come to an end today he said tax to afflict them some of you go through a lot of affliction but you must come to an end because you are a child of god and they build for pharaoh treasure cities and the bill for pharaoh you're working and laboring for the devil using your energy this is why you have to be wise using your energy to build for the devil instead of building for God you don't understand that you're under the influence of a tax master when your mind is not in the household of faith when your mind is not in the church when you walk without thinking about God you are just a tax master you're under a tax master you're laboring for the world you're laboring for the devil unknown to you Exodus 3, verse number 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. <laughs> and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. Hallelujah. God is not unmindful of your sorrows, God is not unmindful of your pains. And that is why he is going to come down and send a deliverer to set you free. Amen. Are you listening to me? He's not unmindful. He's not unconscious of the fact. He knows your pace, He knows what tears you shares in the night. He hears you. He is there for you. Don't ever think that God is not conscious of what is going through or you are passing through. He knows. I have heard the cry of my people because of the affliction of the tax masters and so he was sending them moses now so at any point in time when there's affliction in your life god sends someone to you and that is why you must come to recognize who that individual is if they deny moses they can come out of egypt if they rejected moses they can come out of egypt is anybody understanding this you must know who your deliverer are i mean is at any point in time at any point in time you got to know that Praise the living God. You must come to that understanding as to who God is sending your way. Amen. Look how what he in the book of Luke. Give it shall be given to you. Good men, you're shaking together. Praise him. Shall man give to your bosom. Did he say so? He will use men. So even if it is blessing financially, he uses man Whatever it is you must recognize that's why Obadiah 21 the Bible says Savior shall arise out of Mount Zion and Israel will inherit or possess their possession hallelujah are you sitting with me and that's just what we're saying you must recognize who God has sent your way you must recognize the person God has placed over you in a covenant relationship Most often, when you understand this, you don't labor much to get out of your poverty situation, to get out of your terrible situation. Can you see the the, the story we read this morning, the time we read this morning? That is somebody all the way who could just recognize, I used to know this man. And the first thing he told me, your teachings were always very prophetic during the conferences. And I used to follow you. But I've lost consciousness, I'm in mind, but something struck me that I should locate you. That was all. And now he's getting out of the situation. Why? Because it's a conviction from his heart. Hallelujah. Are you sitting with me? So now, Colossians 1 12 again. So this is the reason we are reading Colossians 12, I mean 1 verse 12 and 30. This time, read from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation says, always thanking the father not sometime always he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people praise the lord who live in the light for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom where of his yes who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins who purchased our freedom and did what forgave our sins you have to come to that understanding he rescued us he redeemed us he bought us to himself with a precious price and so we are children of god purchased by the precious blood of the Lamb. don't accept anything to oppress you stand your ground i'll make you see that as We progress in this study how paul was to be beaten and he said i am a roman citizen and the man i wanted to bring. Him, are you sure say yes i am i am a roman citizen born in sicily and the man said come on i bought this citizenship with money paul said i'm a free man. and that was enough for him to be set free the the man could no longer beat paul because he declared his right as a citizen. I'll make you see that. When you know you're right, the devil will be afraid of you. Are you there with me? Shut the devil's mouth up. You see, you allow all this elemental spirit to mess you up, to beat you up, because you don't even know who you are. Praise God. See, I have always told people this going to allow anything called a wish to oppress you no you can't declare your right declare your stand shut them down praise the lord so he purchased us he bought us through himself with a precious price so now who are you first peter two verse number nine First Peter two verse number nine. Wow. But you are what? A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, unique people that you should show forth what? The praises of him who has called you out of what? Darkness into what? His marvelous light you are a peculiar people you are a royal people your citizenship is in heaven the purpose is for you to show for the praises the glory of god why because he pulled you out of darkness remember that who has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and then when you come down to being in the kingdom you become a peculiar person before god you're unique before god you are a child of god you belong to a royal family and no man has right to mess up royalty you can't get up now and go to the Ogami's palace right here and mess up his family you can't do that even if they are walking the streets you probably will not even get close to them enough. Why? They are royal people. Some of you, you might even end up greeting the children as if you're greeting the father. Why? They are royal family. You don't understand or you're right. You don't understand who you are. You don't know how much of royalty blood is flowing in your body. And I've just come to make you see this things. So that you can take your place as far as creation is concerned no devil have right to mess you up no spirit has right to mess you up are you listening to me praise the lord how did he achieve this deliverance this transformation john 17 verse 18. hallelujah John 17, 18. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified through the truth. Now, let's take this from the New Living Translation to make it simpler for you and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth hallelujah I sanctify myself that sanctification is not to make myself holy what is actually saying I consecrated and devoted myself to death that I may thereby purchase eternal salvation for everyone that will believe in me. That's a sanctification. Not sanctification of make yourself holy. That's not what he's talking about. He consecrated himself to death. He realized who he was the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So here we are looking at what the high priest does. When he entered the most holy place. When he offered a sacrifice and sprinkled that on the covenant, the, 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 the ark of the covenant, the most holy place. So Jesus entered the most holy place, all by the blood, in order to obtain for us an everlasting redemption. That's what he's talking about. In that same scripture, you find in Colossians 1, 12, 13. Now let me read it for you now, Hebrews chapter 9. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 9, King James. Hallelujah is anybody following me i want you to get this because it's very important that you know your rights hebrews chapter 9 verse number 11. but christ being come this is the consecration as a high priest of god i mean of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle Now, made with hands that is to say not of this building neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained what eternal redemption for us the redemption is eternal are you there with me once offering but eternal not something to be repeated all the time it is once and for all he gave you that eternal redemption you must understand that your redemption is eternal who redeems redeemed us and translated us into the kingdom of his dead son is an eternal redemption Hallelujah! You can add anything to it. You can supply anything for it. It's an eternal redemption. Praise God. Verse thirteen says, "For if the blood of bulls and goats and the arches of an high for sprinkling the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through what the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, poured watch your conscience from dead walk to serve the living God. What's the dead walk? The dead walk has to do with if you see bring a goat. And the animal you're in are dead animals. Life of the flesh is in the blood. The blood of a goat is not the equivalent of the blood of a man. But this is one blood that is equivalent of the blood of a man, offered once and for all for eternal redemption. There is nothing you can add to it. There is nothing you can remove from it. It is a done deal. Praise the living God. Is anybody understanding what I am saying? You are redeemed with the precious blood. Once and for all. By the eternal spirit. That flowed from that eternal blood. If I may use the word. I told you I said some time ago. Listen closely. Adam did not sin. How many of you remember that? Can you still remember? Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, Adam was not in transgression, but the woman was. And I make to understand why then did Adam leave the garden? How did Adam come to fall? Adam willingly followed the wife out of the garden because if he would not follow the wife to die, Jesus will not die for the church. Are you there with me? The secret to Adam dying with Eve is that Jesus may do what? Die for the church. Otherwise, Adam was a light being. He said, is a lie that like every man that comes into the world. And the Bible tells us that a light. The devil cannot comprehend it. Say darkness cannot comprehend it. What it means is darkness cannot overcome it. Darkness cannot swallow it up. That is to say, darkness can deceive you. The devil could not deceive Adam because he was a light being. So he deceived the soul of Adam, which is a wife. Are you see here with me? But what am I trying to make you see? Jesus came and purchased us back to God with his eternal blood and eternal spirit. Okay, let's look at it again. Act 2028. So that you understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Act 2028. Take it therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the queens, the Holy Ghost had made you overseer. To feed the church of God. Which he has purchased with what? His own blood. This is a blood that has no corruption in it. This is a blood that has no stain in it. This is a blood that has no sin in it. Oh my God. Somebody need to understand what I'm talking about. There is no thing in it. You see, people don't understand the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5. Where they said, You was made sin for us, we you no sin. He bought our sin doesn't mean he became a sin. No, no, no. He had no sin in himself. But if he had sin in him, like you, then he was not qualified to redeem you. Because he can't take corrupt sin to, to redeem a corrupt people. A corrupt nature to redeem a corrupt people. He had no sin, that's why he was qualified to do what? To redeem you by his blood no corruption in this blood no fermentation no decay this is God's pure blood with a part into the life of Jesus and John saw him coming and said the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world are you listening to what I'm saying so you are redeemed now I want you to get this who are you a redeemed of the lord with the precious blood of god and the redemption is an eternal redemption you have been purchased from the very market where the devil was selling you and marketing you and abusing you jesus came and bought you you were like a slave in a pawn shop jesus came and paid a price And he got you back to himself some of you don't understand the meaning of redemption in the true sense listen to this redemption is like you owe some money and then somebody come and take your possession and say until you pay back this thing belongs to him and he got to a point he put it on the pawn shop where anybody can come and give you a prize like auction where you do auction you see what these custom people do the auction vehicle that I seized similar thing is that okay so now you go there and you buy you pay the price and you buy the equivalent of what you are and so jesus came now sometimes when your relation comes who can pay the price are you there with me right he pays the price and redeem your property or redeem you if you were there as a slave he pays a price that's what they call kinsman redeemer he has a blood relationship with you so he can pay the price to redeem you from the slave market. that's what you refer to as the kinsman redeemer if you read your Bible you will not know what I'm talking about so Jesus being a kinsman redeemer for just like it was that like in abraham and just like david he took on flesh but through that might destroy that had a part of death so as the case of redeemer, redeemer, he was able to pay the price because it's our relation he was qualified by reason of partaking of the blood of man he was qualified to redeem us from the pawn shop the slave trade the slave realm that were unto i mean i mean unto satan he purchased us that's what it means by redemption. Redemption is your relation paying the equivalent of what you are owing so they can get you back. And Jesus came and paid us price because our relations. Are you sitting there with me? He paid a price and redeemed us from the pawn shop. So that we are not sold any further as slaves by the enemies. And so what am I trying to make you understand? You are been redeemed once and for all. Don't allow slave mentality to rob you of the right of redemption. Work as a son of God. Final scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We need to understand this. We need to understand why we, we are born again. We need to know who we are as children that are born of the Father by His precious blood. 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 12. 1 Corinthians 1 verse number, sorry, verse number 1. Let's have from verse number 1 paul called to be an apostle of jesus christ through the will of god and sustaining his heart brother unto the church of god which is occurring to them that are sanctified remember what he said before i sanctify myself that they might be sanctified through the truth that are sanctified in christ jesus called to be saints hallelujah who is a saint listen you don't die And then they make you a saint. No, 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 no. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's a religious cycle. You die, and then they immortalize you, and then after you're dead, you become a saint. That is no scripture. Called to be. We are called to become saints. We are saints. So I'm Saint David, if you will. Come on. Are you following what I'm talking about? You don't have to die first for a system to make you a saint. That's no Bible. We call to be saints. That means we are called to be holy people. We call to be righteous people. It's a calling. Call to be saints. With all that are in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Both yours and ours. Go to verse 30. Hallelujah. Verse 30, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But of him are you in Christ Jesus who is of God listen to me made unto us what wisdom and righteousness and what sanctification and what redemption glory to God made unto us what wisdom that is why you cannot pray with the wisdom of this world because Christ is your wisdom are you there with me made unto us what wisdom and what righteousness i try to explain to you righteousness is not imputed it's imparted is that okay abraham have imputed righteousness but we have imparted righteousness it was credited into his account that is credit a ledger, they wrote it, okay, this man is righteous, but we will receive his life, which is imparted righteousness, not imputed righteousness. Is anybody getting this? We are not imputed with righteousness, we are imparted with righteousness, which is his own life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So they made unto us what? Wisdom and righteousness, our sanctification. And what redemption. Go to the verse 30 again from Message Translation. Let's see what it means there. Message translation. Hallelujah. Everything. What does it say? Everything we have. Right thinking. Wisdom. Right thinking. Hallelujah. How is your thinking like do you think as a child of god or you see think like a slave in the market of the devil right thinking and right living a clean state and a fresh start comes from god by way of food of jesus christ what i want you to pick there is the word right thinking for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he who are you a redeemed child of god are you a child of god do you believe that god has made us and made christ to us what wisdom which is right thinking and right living a clean state and a fresh start Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? This is this is the excess of the redemption of Christ that He has brought you into. Therefore, you cannot allow anybody to mess up your thinking. You gotta allow anybody to mess up your thinking, and this is important to me. You can't only need doctrine to mess up your thinking. You got not allow anybody to make you feel you do not have what it takes to be a child of God. You can allow that you now begin to walk in your sonship i need you to understand that i am a child of god and there's nothing anybody can do about that and i know my rights as a child of god as a citizen of heaven i know my rights you can't take it from me you can't preach me out of it or preach it out of me i know my rights and wherever i stand i declare what my right is Praise the living God. So God has come to do what—to translate us, to purchase us from the pawn shop of the devil into the kingdom of His dear Son, that we become sons of God and have personal relationship with the Father. Are you sitting there with me? May your life is not be ruled by the things of the kingdom listen anybody that promotes the devil power more than god's power is still putting you in the same bondage you were before you were redeemed the devil power is nowhere compared to what christ did if if the redemption is not complete then jesus sacrifice is not complete but jesus had the complete redemption spirit soul and body and say god said he has made us same christ unto us what wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption we are redeemed you are redeemed people are you see there with me and no power is going to subcharge you no power is going to take this from you you must begin to understand it you walk as a redeemed creature upon the face of the earth how many of you understand redeemed creature actually cherubims. Let me not go too far. You must know that. Go to the book of Ezekiel. That's why they have the f- four faces. What is the four faces? The face of a man, the face of the ox. You understand that? The face of an eagle, the face of a lion. That is the four gospel speaking about the nature of Christ. So the redeemed people into the same image of Christ are those who wear or move with the face of the face of what? The face of a man, which of wisdom, the face of an ox, body bearers, face of an eagle talking about a spirit and what? That of a lion, the dominion of spirit. They taste your character as a redeemed people. And as you can call them cherubims. Cherubims are not creatures that are flying somewhere up in the heaven. Cherubims are redeemed creatures into the very image and likeness of Christ. So the four gospel speaks about the full nature or the character of who? Of Jesus Christ. The man the lion, the eagle, the ox. These are the redeemed creatures. That is why the redeemed creatures in the book of Revelation, they were singing a new song. Which was a song of what? Redemption. Not song of deliverance. There were people redeemed from the acts with the same image. Come on. Is anybody understanding this? Am I going to do it for you? You need to capture this. That's why they're singing a new song. And it's talking about you and I. We've come to the place of full redemption in Christ. We have to possess the face of the man. The nature of the land. And that of the image, the complete image, the four aspects of this man. The man, the lion, the eagle, and the ox. The ox are the burden bearers. That's why we we'll bear the burden of each other. Praise the living God mean you are redeemed i say you are redeemed people you have to walk as redeemed people come and stand up somebody no devil is permitted to mess up your spirit mess up your life mess up your glory walk in your sonship hallelujah begin to talk to god